Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You're listening to the Man Thinkers Podcast, a show that forges a new roadmap for the modern man on how to best live life. Prepare to get your mind blown by two guys with their big mouths and tongues. Yeah, your daddy no never fucking then, talked to you. Yes, uh, no great. art. Then we could focus on math and science. Then yes. we could be the best country again like we were. Right. Instead of, oh, making little paintings and making my movies. Shut up. Shut about, up about your movies. Have you seen uh, The Fablemans? So good. I thought it was excellent. Steven Spielberg's life is inspiring. It and really I, is. It really is. He just loved movies from the get-go. He is a genius filmmaker. Yeah, and, he, and he shows how he became that. Absolutely. And then and it's not all perfect. No, it's not. He's, his and family's complicated. That. Yeah, absolutely. But, you but know, so, I'm uh, yes, sick and sick Oh my God! Gonna... This is what a real family looks like. Shut no, up! No, it doesn't. You're telling those people what to do. Yeah, what exactly. To say. Imagine though, if you got to direct Michelle Williams. She's so talented. She really is. And she gets into character. She's so gorgeous. Too. She is. Oh, she's I can't beautiful. take my eyes off. I can, no, no, no. She's. I mean, yeah. You're glued to them because she's. She's captivating. She's captivating. Which I love. I love. You can yes. see that she brings something else. It's not just that she's a pretty face. Well, the camera captures it. it the does. camera. Ca- yeah, the camera knows, knows when there's something happening inside. Acting yes. and storytelling. It's just beautiful. so beautiful. It's I'm so glad. Form. But Hollywood. It's just. Ugh, I roll. shove it down my throat. Shut oh, up. Oh, I'm a Jewish family. Yeah, I don't care. Stop being a victim. Yeah, really. Spielberg is a victim. You're. 
Jewish family. You were in a Jewish family. I'm not making movies about it. Yes, several of my screenplays were about it, but in a different... It's a different different. angle, though. You read them? I did break into your... Well, not break in. Your computer was open one day, and I sort of read the one. What was it called? Um, Crushing Pumpkins and Killing Towel Heads? Yeah. Yeah, that one was uh, dark. Yes. It was, yeah. Good, though? I didn't like it. Okay. But, you know... Good, I I like that, I didn't get through... I don't want to satisfy everybody. Yeah, okay. I don't want to satisfy everybody. It was hard to follow, though. I don't want to satisfy... That's good, I think. Mm. It's complicated. Seemed like it might have been racist, too. I don't know. Complicated storytelling. Well, you know, a lot of... It's older, so Mm -hmm. I could change some of that stuff, but I'm not going to change it just because some PC liberal wants me to change it. Absolutely. But if you have any notes... I would say less hateful. Mm. No. Maybe more... Next note. Not going to do that. Next note. More concise. Like, it felt like all over the place. I I didn't know what the story was. What's the central story to Crushing Pumpkins and Killing Towelheads? I think it's just, you know, hurting. Mm. You know, the main character gets hurt and then he gets revenge. Classic. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I like that general archetype. I just don't know that you you hit Thank you. You know? Anyway. Anyway. We've got a great episode ahead of us. Mark Kenyon is here. He's going to teach us a lot about the outdoors and uh, shooting animals. So uh, Mm -hmm. get excited for that. But first, thinkers, some somber news. Thinkers. Another school shooting happened today in Boise, Idaho. Boise? I thought it was in Florida. No, that was last week. That was the other shooting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry. They kind of just like blend into each other now. So I forget. Well, they happen so frequently. So it's it's almost kind of one technically mass shooting. You know, it's like when they one perpetual shooting. Right. World War One and World War Two. Well, actually, history now is saying, well, that's just just one war. war, Right. And all these shootings are essentially just one one big shooting. Right. Exactly. I'm sort of numb to all of it at this Mm. point. It almost has like no effect on me emotionally. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, but, you know, not everyone is as lucky as I know some people. They don't have the privilege of being unaffected by, you know, children murdering other children. And and, and that's I recognize my privilege there. Yes. I really do. Well, good for you to to say that adults, you know, because adults murder each other, get murdered by children. You know, everyone age groups are all sort of murdering each other. That's the thing. And that's and that's it's very distinct about this giant shooting that's right. going on. Yes, this wave All of murder. Ages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's almost like one murder, you could kind of say. It's one giant murder. That, to me, takes the worry out of it so mm. much when you realize it's just one. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. Right. It's just one shooting. So, you know, you really don't have to worry about it as much. That's true. And it's a good point, too, to mention the adult thing, you know, yeah. uh, because it isn't, it's in the process of, of killing kids. There's also adults that die. Teachers. Teachers. You know. Security. Well, the security guards are smart enough not to go into the school. Right. So and, the, and the police off always stay out, which is smart. Very smart. They don't have any. They say, hey, there's crazy there. kids in there. Why would we go in there? Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Exactly. I wish we could keep it to just kids, but right. you can't because, you know, when these guns are so powerful. Oh, they're assault rifles, right? It's just the best, and they're I'm, the best and the best right. of the guns, so they're going to be hitting anybody. Yeah, I mean, they just mow people down. Remember World War One? One of the best wars. Yeah. You know, when it comes to mowing people down with machine guns, Absolutely. that's what they did. They didn't really have much strategy outside of getting out of it the was, foxhole. Yeah, it was Boom. build a trench, yeah. and then at some point, blow a whistle and everybody just goes and gets mowed down and, by and a machine gun. if you hear the whistle from the other side, you're just going to start shooting. Right, exactly. That's Whistle's the, not the best You idea. know when to shoot and you know when to charge. But this that's whistle. a good proof of how, you know, people are evolving and getting smarter. It's true. Is that I think for the most part, we are smart enough now not to go after our enemies and blow a whistle because right. the whistle's going to set them off. You know, you don't off. hear whistles that much anymore, guys. Not in the context of war. Certainly not in the context of war. Even not in the context, context of, of recess. Recess and music. Sure. There were some excellent whistlers right. uh, back in the day. Yeah. What was that? Uh, yeah. Sitting by the dock of the bay, sitting on the dock of the bay. Yeah, right. Is that Otis Paul McCartney? Redding? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Paul McCartney. No, I think that's, uh, I don't think that's I Paul think McCartney. it's a white guy. No, it's definitely not a white guy. I think it is. It, no. it might be. Yeah. It might be, and that's enough to say it is. You know, it, World War One was a great war, and a lot of innovative technology came out of World War One. I. I mean, it's really good stuff. Truly. Holes. Yes, great big holes. Big holes. Mm-hmm. Guys, what happened to our ability to make holes? I haven't seen a good hole. I haven't seen a good hole in you know a long time. What? Making holes? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. And, and that's because he knows. He knows. He said he looked. 
looks back in history and he says, when were humans at our peak? And it's when we were digging holes. Well, digging holes. Because you look at some of the structures that we have. Mm. Well, there's the leaning tower of Pisa. Yeah, because it's not working that well. Exactly. Why build up when you could open down? That's how I describe making a hole is just opening down. Yeah, I'm opening down, I'm seeing opening what's down. in there. I've heard of opening up. What does opening down mean? Dig a big old hole big and old see hole. if you can find some rare metals yep. so you could get your own big battery. Guys, dig a hole in your backyard see and if look there's for some lithium. lithium. This could be huge. You know, and this recent tragedy, though, it, it right. got me and Dan thinking mm. about how to prevent school shootings in the future, you know? Yes. And that brings us to today's big question. Do all women wish they were men? Cure own feces. Cure autism. Would children be safer if everyone stopped having sex? Would Joe Biden be the first ghost president? Is washing your hands actually bad for Why are haunted houses so scary? Should children be forced to carry guns? That's really a really interesting question. And, you, and think about it. Little Tommy, little Susie, mm-hmm. you know, those are kids' names. Sure. They're given handguns to go to school with right. with them every morning. Do you think that the depressed kid who, you know, they're bullying and stuff and he's contemplating murdering right. everyone, you think he's going to go through with it if he sees, oh, they're they're packing heat as well? Of course not. If he knows that his classmates will just light him up before he can even cause any carnage, he's not going to do anything. That, that's how I think it always I mean, look what's going on with the nukes right now. Exactly. Right? No one's going to do it right. because you know that you're going to get nuked. Exactly. Even it's though a, I do think we should do it. Who? Who should we nuke? Mm, oh, what is the difference? Oh, I mean, I think that's pretty important. You're talking about like North Korea. You're talking sure. about. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because look, you don't, you, we don't want to get on the bargaining table with those guys. They but we don't, did though. Didn't Trump do that? Right. Well, that was a mistake. And he was doing, what's that? That was a mistake. No. Well, from, for the Democrats. How? That they didn't, that they weren't there. Okay. Well, I think it's what I would call mutually assured destruction thinkers, mm-hmm. just like nuclear arms races. You know, and it's what we did in the Cold War, mm-hmm. right, with nuclear arms, and it's what we need to do with the children. In order to stop this war on children, we need to create child soldiers. You arm yourself up right. to fight for peace. Arm to the teeth. Think about how safe kids would be yeah. and how they would feel at school right. if they know that their school district had its very own child militia. Right, and it's important to, to note, it. thinkers, guys, we would train these kids, We're okay? not just going to give them a gun no. and send them to school. I mean, God, come on. no. First, we'll take them to shooting ranges, you know, and obstacle courses and get them, you know, feeling comfortable and confident around guns. I mean, what what we could do yeah. is we take them out of school. Got it. And just have them train. I like that. Train hard. Yeah. Because we- then, Weekends. Weekends. Weekends and nights. Too. Weekends and nights. Paramilitary what training. What do kids even do on weekends and nights? What are they going to spend their time doing anyway? That would be so... Well, I mean, that's the what movies? I, Shut up. First of all, the movies out there right now are terrible. So bad. They all have this leftist agenda. It's really ridiculous. These stupid lessons. Stop trying to preach to me. Did you see everything everywhere? Everywhere all at once? Well, I thought that was kind it of... Was so really good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I mean, first of all, the reason I liked it yeah. is that it kind of bucked a lot what of you thought yeah. what it was going to be. Exactly. And they were mixing yeah. the different genres. And it was cool to see, like, uh, you know, older the pers- Yeah, well, like, I mean, like, and, the, and just different perspective, more diverse casting. You know thought, what I mean? I but it it's so, I, it's so just, woke. Yes. Hollywood wokeness. You're just like, what is where's this? the white protagonist? Why can't we just like, have you know, a superhero? That, that movie was really good, though. It was funny, and it was cool. It was very funny. It was very touching. I laughed. I cried. Yeah, and it and was, um, you know, it was a little think. long, but it was the right length for that movie. Exactly. I thought you know, it was excellent. I really did, really and I really hope that it wins all hope the awards. Those, I can't but those guys, stand lovey-dovey Ridiculous. stuff at the end. I, yeah. They shouldn't make another movie. Just end their careers now. Yeah, shut up. Shut up about it. Okay. Back to the kids. Yeah. These kids, they're going to be training. Yep. They don't have anything to do at night anyway. Right. I mean, they're crying, saying, I want to watch more TVU. Well, how about this? How about you run through an obstacle course? Did you just call it TVU? TVU. What the hell is that? It's uh, what you record TV on. TVU. I don't know. No. 
Tivo. 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 All right. Well, it doesn't matter. What do you, do That's I also, have to know the technology? First of all, you don't have to record anything anymore. It's all like streaming, isn't it? You know, I cut the cord on the streaming. Nice. So I cut the cord on the cable and I've cut the cord on the streaming. And you know, it, it's a known fact that extracurricular activities are instrumental in keeping kids active and, and healthy. keep them off the streets exactly. so they're not some disgusting murderer. What we're saying here, thinkers, is that teaching kids how to kill their classmates, that's actually going to prevent them from killing their classmates. I think that's a smart right? thing to do. Oh. Like, th that's, I think, is what's going on in these kids' heads. Right. They're saying, I don't know how to do this. Right. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly. They say, well, if you get them good, aggressive mindset. Yeah, right. You know, and the teachers, yep. you know, think of how much less day-to-day -day stress they would have right. if they knew their students were coming to their aid right. in, their, in a crisis right. by carrying loads of guns. Exactly. If a teacher is trying to get kids' attention, now they have an extra tool. If she's clapping, clapping on the lights. Clicking on the lights, and then just fire a gun in the air. I'm attention. listening. Yeah. And then the kids are strapped. Right. They pull out of the guns. They're in a standoff. Yep. It's a good, it gets the blood flowing. It gets flowing. the adrenaline moving. And then you got the principal come in with a rifle and exactly. say, sit down. Shut up. Teach. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm going to blow your head off. There you go. And I and think now that, you have a gun pointed at everybody in the room. It's only 8.15 in the morning. Exactly. And you just got the blood flowing. What a, what a way to start your day. I think so. Especially if you're a child. And you know what I was thinking, Dan? We could even model our training program off of the child armies in Africa who have been so successful. successful. There's been a lot of success there. Come on. I mean, you have to give, look, it's not everybody's cup of tea. No. It is important to adapt yes. to what's happening in the world. You want to yep. be a global leader? Absolutely. See what's going on. Child militias? Well, we got to have one, and if we're going to have one, we should have the strongest one. Exactly. I mean, South Sudan has over 17,000 child soldiers at the ready. Wow. Just think of all the school shootings those 17,000 kids could prevent. If they were in America, if they were American children. Has there even been a school shooting in South Sudan? I don't even know if they go to school there, because I think it's such a war-torn country. But, but if, though, if those children weren't we're fighting wars, disregarding that. they wouldn't be shooting schools. Exactly. Right. And disregarding if there's school or whatever. It doesn't matter. There's no school shootings. Point, and that's what's important is to exactly. look at the facts. Exactly. Always no look at the facts. No school shootings. Mm -hmm. We should mimic some of that behavior. Exactly. I have to give you a lot of credit here, George, because yeah. I know you're not a gunsman. Here's the thing. I'm not what I would call a gunsman, but I do recognize the power of fear and what motivation really is at the end of the day. And what is the highest motivation in life than to not die? That's right? it. I mean, that is the, the motivation. So and if we instill that fear and that motivation into all of our children and we can do that by using guns, I think the world would be a better place. You're going to have really strong, healthy adults. Mm -hmm. Well-adjusted. Well-adjusted with a good mindset mm -hmm. of how to stay alive. Yep. And it's because it's a tough world and it's only getting tougher with exactly. AI. AI is going to, listen, guys. Well, then you start arming AI. And that's a really interesting idea. Wow. Because. Sort of a RoboCop situation. I would say Terminator. Well, but that didn't go well for us. Well, but then we sort of turned things around. But that, that was like after Sarah Connor came back from the future and shit. Like that's, right. I don't want to, I don't want to have to put that on Sarah Connor's plate where we need. But it's destiny. Didn't you? It's a lot of pressure on hands. one woman to have to go back. But she accomplished it. She did. And that's why I'm not worried. People say, well, you're giving everybody guns. Isn't that going to cause a problem? It's like the Survival problem is going to happen. It's already written. Exactly. Arm up the kids now. So when they're adults, you got a bunch of John Connors on your hand. You have more of a chance of having a John Connor on your hand if every kid knows how to Has handle a gun. a gun. And that's, I think it's really overlooked. It really is. People aren't talking about that. By the way, the Terminator franchise is so good. It is a fantastic. It's really. And talk about protagonists. Yep. I mean, just an incredible performance. I forgot the actress's name. Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton yeah. is fantastic. In that she's movie. so good. She's strong. She's beautiful. She's, she's strong and beautiful. Yeah. You know, and that's why we don't she need loves this wokeness. Her son. This is before wokeness. Right. And What's there's more Linda woke Hamilton. than Linda Hamilton saving John Connor and protecting him so he can grow up to become a modern day Jesus? I, there's just no argument against giving kids guns at this point. I mean, that's just all watch, I'm saying. Watch I, Terminator 2 and then you tell me your kid shouldn't, shouldn't have, have a gun. gun. I mean, come then on. Then you would be insane. You would be an insane person. I'm probably going to go home and watch that movie. Do you want to go to the movie?
movies this weekend? Yes, I do. Okay. With me, though. Let me, I will get back to, we should really just focus on what's on the task at hand right okay. now. You but know, you just we're trying said, to. You just said you want to go to the movies, oh, but, then when I, but then when I presented it with me, you right. kind of hesitated. And so I'm just kind of wondering. Well, I'm just trying to think of my schedule, you know, because I might only be available at like 6 a.m. 6 a.m. I just feel like you're, every time I want to do like something social with you mm-hmm. and kind of like bond as friends, like you just kind of like skirt skirt. Well, you know, it's just, I have, I have a lot of stuff on my plate. You have nothing on your plate. I you have, have so nothing on going on outside of this podcast. You don't have friends. But that's you don't why have a I have a lot of stuff. I'm trying to get things going. Okay. You know? Whatever. I think yeah. if we just flood our school system with guns, yeah. we take the power away from the guns. Everybody has a gun. Nobody has a gun. That's a, yes. Now that we've solved that problem, obviously rate the podcast, you know, follow us on the socials, guys, Please. and get ready for a kick-ass episode. And because, get yourself a gun and get your kid a gun. But first, advertisements. And you guys, gotta, these ads are good. They're so good because we're actually, we're, our numbers are slowly but surely creeping up, which and means the products are getting slightly better. better. Quality. Slightly. Slightly. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
You know, Dan, if you're not up on your survival skills in today's world, you're dead. You're dead meat, okay? And speaking of dead meat, we have just a really important guest, I think, for our thinkers out there. Because this guy will teach you how to get the real dead meat and get it into your body. We're talking about... And we're talking to hunting guru Mark Kenyon. This guy's a podcaster. He is a certified deer steward. He's a published author. He's a revolutionist. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. He's changed the game. He's changing the game in so many ways. He's the host of the Meat Eater podcast, Wired to Hunt. Mark Kenyon. We're talking to Mark Kenyon, one of the nicest guys. He's the man. He's the man. He's a legend. And he's such a sweet dude, such a nice guy. And also, he knows how to kill anything. He can kill anything. That's what's the most important. Yes. I appreciate that he was nice and down to have a conversation. Yeah. But really, it's important to know that he can kill you. He can kill you. And kill anything at any time. So you better listen to what he has to say. Absolutely. And even though I don't really like listening. You know, I'm. you know me. I'm you more of a talker. It. Yes. I'm more of a thinker. Right. But this guy I'm willing to listen to because I know he can kill me. Exactly. And he taught us how we can go about learning how to kill not just animals, but each other, which I think is really, really insightful. Absolutely. And that's something that I think we should explore more mm-hmm. is should we kill each other? Right. And when do we you know, kill each other? And how do when we do, we do it? it? How do we do it? Mark's got a lot of that information, really informative talk, especially I think for a lot of our listeners that are at home on their computers. Mm-hmm. This guy is going to get you out in the woods and he's really going to make you change the way you think. So the bush, um, you the know, deep, give deep this bush. conversation a real hearty listen. Okay, we are here with nationally published author, certified deer steward, podcaster, and all-around legend of the hunting and fishing community, Mr. Mark Kenyon. Mark, welcome to Man Thinkers. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm excited to be here. Are you in the bush right now? Are you out somewhere stalking a big prey? Where are we exactly? Yeah, how are you plugged into a power source? Yes, so so I am not 100% at all times in the bush. Uh, mm. I am mm. I'm here at my home in Michigan. Michigan in between hunts and Mm. uh, spending some time with the family. Now, when you say in between hunts, how long does a typical hunt last for you? And I know, I'm sure it depends on what you're hunting, but we're talking one, two hours or like how, how long until you're kind of like... Yeah, just stop in and say hello. Yeah, say hi to the deer and then... Covered in blood. A little bit of both, actually. Not so much mm. the covered in blood thing till the end. But uh, there are some hunts that go on that are just local. Like there's small farms and different things that are close to where I live in Michigan where I can mm-hmm. go out and hunt for three or four hours in the evening. Other times I will travel somewhere far away to Montana or Alaska or Idaho and I'll spend a week out there living out in the mountains or the woods, uh, camped out and hunting, you know, all day for seven days. So it can vary a lot. And when you're hunting on these farms, you're just putting a gun up to a cow's head and pop, you know, you get a nice uh, pig or a cow, the farmer lets you have it. That is how they do it in the farming world. But no, I primarily bow hunt. In Michigan, I'm hunting deer. White-tailed deer are the critter that's out here. And so in that case, I'm out there with a bow and you are trying to anticipate where you think deer will be moving through where they're heading to, to feed or travel to, to get water or whatever it might be. And you're trying to actually set up an ambush location up in a tree usually. And you wait for the deer to come through and got to have them close. And you need to know a lot about the animals to figure out, you know, when they're going to do certain things and why they're going to do certain things. And then uh, you know, try to get a really good, clean, ethical shot that puts me to the ground really quick. Yeah, let's talk about that. So when we say ethical shot, and you mentioned bow hunting, I would imagine, is it more difficult?
difficult to land an ethical shot with a bow or is it the same? How, how does it differ between bows and guns? Both of them are very lethal. Like both of them can have a perfectly lethal, quick, clean kill, but a bow does require more proficiency, more work. You just simply okay. need to spend more time practicing, dialing in, you know, your setup and your process for how to do that. So uh, some people choose to get into bow hunting because it requires that extra work. It requires that extra depth of understanding of the entire process. So for, mm. for people that, that hunting really resonates with and they want to kind of get deeper into it and force themselves to learn more, to get better, to, to spend more time out there, bow hunting is a great way to do that. And where would one buy a, a bow and arrow? Because I've looked at all the stores around me, Ralph's, Whole Foods, and if you ask for a bow and arrow, they don't know. Uh, they don't have it in, 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 in their stores. And I look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're shopping in the wrong section of the mall. There are like big box stores that sell this kind of stuff like Cabela's or Bass Pro Shops. There's actually some places like this in, I know for sure in Manhattan, in Brooklyn. Really? Yeah, hunting's picking up a lot of interest in some of these uh, urban areas. And it's, it's cool Wait, to see that popping up. I'm a native New Yorker and, uh, you know, Central Park is huge. And there's a lot of game. You know, we got raccoons. This sounds like a joke to you guys. This sounds like a joke, but it's actually real. Urban hunting is becoming a thing. Mm. Uh, not so much in like downtown Manhattan, Central Park, right. but like Long Island, they're hunting yeah. deer. I actually hunted outside of Washington, D.C. last year in people's mm. backyards because there are incredibly high deer numbers in these oh, neighborhoods and outside these cities, sense. and there's there's no way to control it. So they could either hire some kind of like company that controls animal populations, or you know there are hunters who would be willing to buy a hunting license and to right. do this in a, in a careful and responsible way and then have that meat to feed their families or donate to homeless shelters. And right. it's a way to deal with a, kind of an animal management problem in a way that, you know, is a win-win for more people. And here, here's what I like about hunting, because even though I've never done it, I'm too scared to do it. You know, these deer, they get it in their heads that they could just have as many of them as they want. But then we've got men, human men go out there and bam, put an arrow in them and say, you can't do that. You can't have so many of you. This is a man's world, baby. I mean, that's the point of hunting, right? Is to kind of put down the animals to show them that it's a man's world. I think you're uh, slightly off as mm. far as as why we do it. Well, um, you know, agree so, disagree. So I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you guys an invitation. If ever you want to see the real thing, yeah, mm -hmm. I would love to meet up with you somewhere and, and give you some give you some lessons. Let's go um, downtown Manhattan subway station. Start shooting some rats, Dan. We're not in this to to uh, push down on the ego of the collective deer population out mm. there. It's really it's it's really to acquire food that's mm -hmm. as about as organic and natural and close to the land as you can possibly get it. And it's a way to connect with um you know with with a part of what makes us human. This is going to get mm. slightly deep and maybe weird, but no, we're into that. We're into that. We were uh, our bodies were built, we as humans, you know, evolved around this need to acquire food from the wild, right? That's what we were doing mm -hmm. for tens and tens of thousands of years. And so these days, though, we are largely divorced from that, right? We're not very close to our food. Not many folks are still going out there into the woods and fields and, and having to acquire their food themselves. And once you do that, I think a lot of people feel like an innate connection to it. It almost feels like coming mm -hmm. home. It's mm -hmm. something like all of a sudden feels very familiar when you do it. But if you don't have any context, no experience with it, it can 
sound like a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, that sort of touches on what I've heard a lot of hunters say. Maybe you'd agree with this, Mark. Like, like there's a spiritual aspect to hunting, right? I mean, the connection to all things. Like, I, I do a ton of ayahuasca. I've done ayahuasca and psychedelic mushrooms every day for three straight years. And I think that's super similar to hunting because here's the thing. Even though we're doing different things, both practices teach you that you are part of a bigger whole. Yeah, I don't know about uh, psychedelics and whatnot, mm. but I, I can definitely speak to that. There is a like a Lion King circle of life kind of connection that you tap right. into. You absolutely right. do have, and some people would describe it as spiritual. Some people would describe it, I don't know, many different ways. But but yes, like you you go from being an outside observer of the natural mm-hmm. world. Like if you're mm-hmm. just on a hike, you're hiking through the woods, you're observing it. Right. But if you go into that same landscape as a hunter, mm-hmm. you are now a part of that landscape. You're part of the process. You are now a a cog in that wheel of life. And it feels completely different. You look at things completely different. You recognize the seriousness of life and death in a very different way. When you are you know, forced to confront the, your right. choice to eat meat, when you right. have to do it yourself, you know, some folks that don't hunt might think that hunters look at life carelessly because we are mm. killing an animal. So you might think like, oh gosh, they just willy-nilly kill an animal. They don't care about that animal. That's that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what you thought. So my argument and my experience is, is that's the opposite. Mm. Rather, you realize that it is so much more important and so much more sacred when you have to look that in the eyes. Like You have to do mm. it yourself. You have to make that decision and say, if I'm going to take this life... I recognize this life is sacred and special and, and I better darn well do it the right way, value this thing correctly, use it correctly, use it for the right things. And you take it very, very seriously. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I swerve out of the way to not hit a squirrel on the road. I, I right. That's not hunting? That's not hunting. Because I've hit a lot of deer. And I was like, you know what? I'm an excellent marksman. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I'm very intrigued by hunting, you know, because as I said, and, and and Mark, I don't know if you were being facetious before, but that that invitation to hunt with you, listen, you take me hunting, I'll take you on an ayahuasca retreat. You know, we, it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. But here's the thing. When you make the kill and you are processing the animal, how much time do you have? Like, what if you're way out in the bush and that's a ton of meat? Like, how much time do you have before the animal starts to, you know, the meat starts to go bad or it starts to attract scavengers? I mean, like, how, how are you just pressed for time? Was that a that knock thing? at me? Were you trying to knock bit, me, George, as a scavenger? Well, you I'm know, not going to go out there and steal your meat. That's the kind of well, that's the kind of hunting you would do, I think. Dan, is you would just kind of hang vultures out. Vultures are smart. Until, Some of the smartest animals. Well, yeah, okay, you're a vulture, so that's that's. Good. I, I I take that with pride. Thank you. It's a compliment. Uh, to the question, it's it depends on the temperature. Mm. That's the big okay. thing. So if it's really hot outside, then things do get sped up. But you know, most places across the country in the fall, it's pretty cool. So I mean, you have hours. The first thing you want to do when you come up on that animal is you want to remove the, the entrails, the guts, right. and that's a pr- that process takes a couple minutes. Uh, and once that's out, like that's the big hot thing that's inside of an animal. And most uh, of once that's removed, there's nothing heating up the animal from the inside anymore. And so it. that meat actually develops kind of like a dry rind almost along the outside of the meat. Hey, Mark, can we just take a take a second? I think I might puke. But anyway, so guts, they, uh, they're they hot and there's a rind like a Parmesan cheese or something. Is that what you're saying? What about the organs? Do you eat the organ meat? So the only organ I eat consistently is the heart. Is the heart. The heart. Wow, that's so cool. That's when you truly know you've dominated the animal. I'm eating your I mean, heart. that's why you're doing it, right? Come on. Uh, I'm going to again say it's no domination. It's nothing to God. do with that. You don't bite right into the heart and let the blood drip down your arm and say, I am a man. This is my world. You've never done that? I feel like that would play really well for like a viral Instagram post for everyone who's against hunting to have like right. the ammo they want. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, you're a huge proponent of conservation, right? And I think a lot of people probably naively think, oh, well, well, hunters don't care about that at all. But it's actually quite the opposite, especially for ethical hunters. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, it absolutely is. And I think it's twofold. I would say on one hand, if you hunt, you are naturally going to spend a lot of time in the outdoors. You're going to spend mm-hmm. a lot of time watching wildlife, exploring beautiful landscapes. And so spending that much time outside, you can't do that and not develop a love for these places and mm-hmm. animals and an appreciation mm-hmm. for them. And with that comes a sense of obligation. Like, hey, if I'm going to 
go out here and, and enjoy these places and hunt for these animals. I think that comes with an obligation to want to and, and feel like you might have to give back to even those scales. And then I would say, secondly, specifically on the hunting side, you know, as you get more and more into hunting, you also realize like it's it's more than just going out there and taking an animal. It's carefully managing this resource, and you're doing it in a very carefully managed, regulated way to make sure that these animal populations and to make sure that these wild places are in balance and making sure they will be around in perpetuity. And so if you do that kind of stuff long enough, you're going to realize like, okay, this stuff isn't here by accident. This isn't here just by happenstance. The only reason why we still have wild places, the only reason we still have wild animals is because people were willing to stand up and fight for these things. They're willing to give back. They're willing to give their time and their money and their energy to protect public lands. And, you know, historically hunters have been one of the most active groups in that because of this very deep connection that we have with the resource. You know, it's so complicated, these the national lands, because you, on one hand, yes, you want to keep them beautiful. On the other hand, think about how much money, you know, they can make if there were condos. Like, what do you think about something like that? Would you be Would you be that upset if you saw people making some money? Not a fan of that idea. Okay. What's unfortunate is like, that's not that far off. There are a lot really? of people who do see these public lands as, you know, you know, they see dollar signs when they see these public lands. So there's actually a lot of politicians who have been sort of saying, oh, this is a waste of money that we have this stuff. We should either be logging it all down or we should be selling it and taking those profits and putting it towards something else. Any specific politicians that we want to name right call out right now as problems? Probably Ted Cruz. Yeah, actually. You, you could always just say Ted no matter what. You always know Ted's on the wrong side. And that's what I love about him is that everyone agrees how much they hate him. It's great. It's a great method to get your name out there. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not a political kind of guy. I'm a right middle of the road independent. But I will say that more recently, there's been some bad actors on the Republican side when it comes to public lands. I'd love to see that change. Which is terrible because you think Republicans, you know, they love guns. You know, we should be like, hey, conservative. You know, they should be, yeah, they should be conserving, you know. As a hunter and hunting and fishing in the outdoors being a big part of my life, when I look at who and how I'm going to vote, those things factor into it. And I'm going to overgeneralize here. The, the right side of the aisle tends to be obviously more in line with hunters on firearm rights, more in line with them on opportunity to hunt. But on the flip side, they're very bad historically, traditionally, when it comes to public lands, when it comes to the environment, when it mm. comes to you know pollution, climate change, anything like that. So all those things I would prefer mm. to be good on. Uh, on the right. other side, the left side, obviously, they're tougher on firearm rights. There's more anti-hunting kind of sentiment on that side. So that's not great for a hunter and angler. But on the flip side, the left side of the aisle traditionally is much better on public lands, climate, the environment. So right. there's no there's no easy way to go if you are kind of in my world as someone who cares about that kind of stuff. Well, hearing you talk though, Mark, do you have any political ambitions or, or is that something maybe down the line or something you don't If really you want to announce a presidential run, do it here. Do it here. Do it on Man Thinkers. Uh, so no, no political ambitions, but I, I would love to have a larger impact in influencing. A lobbyist. So not so much a lobbyist, but I, okay. I, I, I could see myself, you know, continuing to do more and more advocacy Mark, if um if George and I came hunting with you, who would die first? I hate to say it, my friend, but I'd probably pick you. There you go. See, you can't handle you can't handle when life gets real, Dan. That's the thing. Well, Mark, if you want to take us out in Michigan to hunt and kill me there, I, I'm happy to do it. One last question for you, Mark. And this is just, you know, just hit us with the, the God's honest truth. 
you know, your content, very educational, very informative. But do you think that part of the reason why your content's been so successful is that, you know, people just kind of intuitively sense that the earth is sort of screwed and in the next, you know, five to 10 years, we're going to be in apocalypse times. And if you don't know how to hunt, you are shit out of luck. Like, do you think there's any truth to that? I think that there are probably a few people who have thought, you know what, I better get my survivalist skills up. Mm. There was a huge boost in hunter numbers during COVID. Yep. Absolutely. People just Absolutely. realizing like, I better get my shit together, you know, be able to take care of myself. So uh, I hope there's no zombie apocalypse coming. But if there is, I feel better prepared than than most, maybe. Have you ever had like close encounters with uh, other apex predators while you're out there? Uh, ish. Like I had a yes. grizzly bear, a mom and cub grizzly outside my tent, like 60 yards away in Alaska one time. And you just shot him straight in the heart to get him out of there? I just yelled at her. It's like, get out of here, bear. And she listened? And she listened. That Now that I can do. Well, that's what we try to do. Yes. See, Dan and I do that on the regular. We just yell at each other. Our guests tends to work. I think if I walked out into nature and started talking to and yelling at all the animals, I would be the dominant species. And that would make me feel good. It would help the ego. That is a viral video right there. Okay, let's do that. So when we come to Michigan, you don't have to teach me any of the hunting stuff. I'm just going to go out there and yell and lecture. That That's perfect for both of us. There you go. This sounds like fun. Great. Well, thank you, Mark. It was great to meet you. All right. See ya. All right, nice to meet see you. See ya. Man. Wow. Wow. So informative. I'm, I'm in awe. I mean, he's kind of just the manliest of men. You know, he's one of one. The true alpha. He is one of one. He's the manliest of men. And, and after talking to him, I feel manly. Which is hard for you. It's, that, that doesn't come naturally to you. Well, it, I mean, it. I think I think this brought it out of me. His natural nature. Mm. His own nature. His brought natural out my nature. True, his natural nature brought out my true nature, mm. which is that I am a strong man. Mm-hmm. I can go out into the woods and yell at animals. Right. And feel better about myself. And that's all it takes. Right. And you know, if, if that's how close you are to feeling like a man, you're mm. basically already there. Oh, absolutely. You just got to get out of the city. I really think we should take him up on that on that offer to take us hunting. Like I Oh, absolutely. But I'm serious. I don't know. I don't know if you you would you'll actually go through with it. I mean, I can go well, But I would I think I would do it my way. You know, okay. look, I appreciate all this bow and arrow Gina Davis stuff. That right. that's pretty cool. Right. But me, I want a handgun. I want to feel safe and secure to right. protect my family and right. I just want to shoot any animal that I see cuz he's saying, you know, he to do a grizzly bear and he yelled at it. Great, I want to do that too, but I'm going to take that shot. Would a handgun take down a grizzly? Maybe it would. A bunch of bunch of shots. Yeah. I probably have two, kind mm. of like John Wick. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That'd be cool if we could be like John Wick, do some John Wick stuff in the, in, in the bush. Now, do we have the budget for uh, iHeart to send us to Michigan or do we have to like pay for it ourselves? No, there's no way they would pay. We'd have to, we'd but have to pay for it ourselves. We get these implements out there. Okay. Because I think feel yeah, the power of sand. Harness the power of sand. Harness. Before your next hunt, harness the power of sand. Be your own windswept dune. That's a beautiful sentence, Dan. Because it's a beautiful pill. I actually really do think you do have some promise in Hollywood as a writer. After hearing sentences I, like that, I gave it up because they were wrong, but I would be willing to go back. But I do hate Hollywood. I love stories. Hate Hollywood. I did watch seven movies yesterday, and they were all fantastic. Movies are so great. I love movies. Makes you can forget Uh, about your problems. Great episode. So fun. Thank you so much. Keep thinking on your own. Okay? Always Just always be thinking until the next time that you're listening to us, and then start thinking again after you're done with the episode. Right. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.